0: Welcome everybody to Where Did All My Friends Go, a podcast about life in the music industry. Man, it's good to be back.
1: It is so good to be back. We were able to have a decent holiday break, some time to take for ourselves, because if you guys hadn't known, Pat and I have been grinding on this thing for a for a hot minute, and uh, it was kind of nice to just sit back, enjoy some time to ourselves, uh, some time to the family, and just kind of. Kind of exist for a minute,
0: but it's true. And I was uh, I allowed myself that time, uh that nice special holiday time to be sick the whole time. That was fun, not COVID. I'm so free, however, COVID free. Um, but I'll let me tell you right now that doesn't make it any less awful. Shitty. (laughs) It was still really awful. Um, I'm still trying to get over it. You'll hear through this whole podcast me coughing the whole time. Um. (laughs) We uh we had sleep cycles. We had a yeah. couple of the dudes, a couple Chris's from the Chris band sleep Squared. cycles. And uh check them out. They're super tight. And uh yeah, we had it was it was a pretty funny chat. You know, we had one Chris halfway and then we had two Chris's the other half. Yep. And that's uh, only
1: because the other Chris was the more intellectual one, because we all got our times wrong. But yep, who gives a shit.
0: <laughs> we all of the, the us other three were just so uh, ready. In, in ready and impatient we couldn't wait we just, We're like we just did it and then the
1: poor chris newhart had to drive home
0: <laughs> yeah he was oh, like oh well chris, I guess-
1: when you're hearing this i just, uh newhart i'm so sorry i'm so sorry but chris paulson when you hear this thank you for your time my man you thank you dope. for being early uh, thanks for being early thanks for putting up with all of us and with that sleep cycles All right. Welcome everybody to today's episode of Where Did All My Friends Go, a podcast about life in the music industry. Today we have Chris Bolson from Sleep Cycles. Welcome to the podcast. Chris Bolson from Sleep Cycles. Guys, give him a big round of applause. I know you can't hear it. I'm gonna edit that in there. Don't worry. Because um, I'm a genius when it comes to
2: editing. You are right. how's it going, Chris? It's going really good. How's it going with you guys?
1: going well uh, it, fantastic i haven't been able to start a podcast in about three weeks so i'm a little <coughs> rusty but here we go
0: yeah we uh, uh this, we actually we took a holiday break yes we so did it's okay. uh it's, it's been kind of it's been weird it's been really <laughs> weird like because we were doing these a lot yeah like, and the best we,
1: part is is like this isn't going to come out for like another few months they're gonna be like holiday break it's march <laughs> like, like what holiday were you... for the for the all of you guys who don't know how like you know <laughs> backlogging works <laughs> it's january
0: it is currently january yeah, <laughs> that's true but speaking of january chris sleep cycles started in january of 2021 it did it's been um, about a year now mm-hmm. yeah I, I, that was well,
2: that's when we like released our first song we were yeah, like, i was
0: gu- yeah. i was gonna say that's that's when you became social media official anyway yes. so you worked on your Facebook first official. Yeah, Facebook of fish. So you worked on your first EP with Fred Mascherino for Taking Back Sunday and The Color Fred fame. Yes. How long were you working on the songs before starting your push, and what was it like working with Fred?
2: Uh, Well, we were recording the songs, writing the songs and recording them, um, maybe like a year ahead of time. We didn't really have a band you know like name or anything like we had no plan for the recording we just kind of were doing it because we were just practicing and um like the songs and we wanted to record them just kind of for like us to listen to of course we had like thoughts of like sharing it with other people and stuff eventually but we didn't really have any plan but it was like about a year in advance and as far as like working with him uh it went really smoothly i've known fred i've been friends with him for a long time I've Mm -hmm. played in multiple bands with him I've toured with him before and I knew that he was doing the recording thing um and it was a time where everything kind of had like died down for him and us so it kind of made sense and I also was always a huge fan and respected him as like you know a musician and a songwriter so I figured it'd be a good mix like we kind of come from the same background as I was like what kind of music we're into and what kind of music we play. So I figured, oh, well, this this would be a good match. Plus, we're we've been friends forever, yeah. pretty much.
1: Well, that's
2: awesome. I actually met him, uh, Pat. We were yeah. talking a while ago online, yep. Um, about like shows in like Nebraska or like wherever you guys are out there yeah. from. And like that's actually where I met Fred uh on tour. Like we randomly, like my old band Tokyo Rose and his old band, Breaking Man, Gia. Uh, I don't know how our paths crossed if we were like on the same booking agency or whatever back then, but we did a bunch of shows in the Midwest, uh, Nebraska, Iowa, all those states or whatever. That's where we met, where we met.
0: Right on. Yeah. Cause I actually, that was one of the things I was going to bring up is that, you know, we were you and I were talking earlier before the podcast and then, you know, that we've crossed paths before when I was in Jamestown story and you were in Tokyo Rose and, We'd played some shows together, and even were pretty much battling for pure volume prowess. You know, That's like right. pure volume was the was the jam back then. Um, that was it. How, how do you find that that scene has changed since those days? Oh my god,
2: I was pro- I was thinking you were probably going to ask me a question like that. <laughs> I'll tell you, I I could go on. I mean, so how this scene has changed from back when we were doing it, when we were young men, and to to now. Um,
1: ah, uh, the good old days,
2: <laughs> yeah, the good old days, man. Uh, I mean, it has changed. I am like completely clueless now. Uh, I mean, that's why I hit you up and a bunch of other people because I'm just like, I have no idea like how bands do it or whatever these days. I mean, so how it's changed, I mean, back then, and it's funny because, like, you know, Tokyo, you know, Tokyo Rose, it wasn't like a huge band or anything, but you know, we had fans, we sold records and stuff, you know, we so like it's funny like back then we were like touring around playing shows all the time promoting ourselves we had a good social media (laughs) presence i guess you could call it on like MySpace and pure volume and everything like that and we were actually like selling cds you know and we sold quite a bit of them and like now like we're i'm in this new band where like that's not what you do at all Mm -hmm. and i'm basically trying to just get people to like listen to the music for free or like sign up on our fate like like our Facebook page or our Instagram page or something since that seems to be like what everything is judged upon these days. Yep. And like all I want you to do is click like, <laughs> you know, and it's like seems like it's such a big deal for people to do that these days. <clears throat> I don't know why, but it is it seems or at least for us. It's just a really weird thing. like I've actually talked to a couple of my friends that have stayed in the music business that are now sort of like more or less, you know, pretty notable like managers or whatever. They're pretty successful careers. And I asked them like, what like do I do basically, you know, (laughs) like how's this shit work these days? And like, I was just talking to uh, my buddy that he, uh, like a couple of weeks ago, um, he manages like a bunch of like, bands and songwriters and stuff like um the ready set i don't know if you know who that is but yep so he knows the shit you know and he's like pretty relevant in the in in the music world today and he's like i really don't know dude like i mean things are just so upside down especially with the pandemic and everything else it's like Mm -hmm. you know so he had his like sort of theories which i won't go into but you know to answer your question it's changed drastically and I have no idea what's going on <laughs> Like, now, <laughs> yeah, I know, would definitely say it's age.
0: it's pretty much like a 180. You know, it is. Oh, 100%. It's significantly different.
1: <laughs> it's just so well,
0: crazy. See, even today, um, like I had.
2: Oh, go ahead,
1: Chris.
0: Go
2: ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, like, so like I try to do my research. I try to figure out, like, is there some trick, you know, like, like, how do you get people to listen to your band other than just like playing shows or hitting your friends up or whatever, like the old ways of doing it. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like, I don't, I haven't got an answer to that yet, but it's like, I've gone on, you know, I go on Spotify and and I check out bands and a lot of them, a lot of them are really good, you know, and it's like, but I've never heard of any of them, you know, Mm -hmm. and like, Mm -hmm. or not any of them, but a lot of them, you know, and like, they have like, you know, 5,000 listeners or or whatever, nothing like insane, but like, that's still 5,000 people. That's a lot, man. You know, yeah like, yeah 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 so i'm just <laughs> like how does this band that like you know i've never and i'm pretty in tune with like the bands because i book shows and stuff too <coughs> so i've always kind of kept up to date with like who the up-and-coming bands are and stuff and i'm just like these are not them these are not the bands that i've heard of that are going out on tours mm-hmm. and or whatever but yet they have five thousand listeners ten thousand listeners or whatever you know it's like how is this happening? I don't, I don't
1: know. <laughs> yeah. Well, like even today, like talking about, um, how the music in has years changed. I had a, a friend who was like, why don't people just release albums anymore? And I just turned around and in three seconds I was like, because Damn. it's a lot easier to release 12 songs over 12 months than it is to release an album because now you have a year's worth of content. And exactly. I just like, it's, it's that simple. Spotify doesn't push albums. They push singles that simple. Like, Once you start understanding and, like, realizing the the actual inner workings of what it takes to do it nowadays, things change. Like, now people are making music videos for every single song they release. I know, it's crazy. That was never a thing. It used to just be the single and maybe that one hidden gem off the album, right? And so now it's music video. So we're hiring out directors every freaking time, which means that's more money that you're soaking into those songs, which means instead of putting all the songs that you've recorded onto an album, you're going to start taking a lot more time into thinking about, Hey, is this song even worth being put out? Like it'd be fine if it was like, you know, we've all had the term like filler song Mm -hmm. on an album. Okay. But now you can't do a filler song anymore. It has to either be good or it's a flop because you're about to put money into this and release it as a single because releasing it as an album just doesn't work anymore. Now I'm still old school. So I, love listening to albums the way like i love going through it i love the way like thought was put into between behind the, the the song titles how it was placed in its order and i'm like and i always would like go back and listen to it and be like why was this here you know what was the message behind this what did they want me to to hear when they did this i love albums but it just doesn't work that way anymore and we're finding this to be true about like you're saying even like a like on facebook i used to sell cds now i'm just trying to get people to like my shit on facebook or follow me on instagram and it seems to be so much harder than it would be 20 years ago to just ask someone to come to your show and you just would for me it was like 10 years ago back in 2010 or oh my god that's 12 years ago now god damn it like back in 2010 when i had like like a band that I'd go see at my local church or whatever that was hosting a pop punk show. Like I'd bring some friends from high school and we would just go. Now it's all about social media and it's like there's a plus side to it and then there's a negative side to it. Just like with everything. But it's different. Like Pat, you were saying an entire 180 degree turn in the music industry.
0: Right. Well because one of the things I was gonna even even just in a question that I was going to ask a little down the ride line will kind of bounce over to that is that like just the changes in music promotion from over the last 10 years, um, you know, you used to be able to just go to the mall and just hand out flyers and shit like that. And that's how you'd get people where you'd go, you'd put up posters and people would look at posters. People don't even look at that stuff anymore. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's completely different. I remember, I mean, we'd get a hundred, 200 people to a show just by handing out flyers. Mm-hmm. Uh, and now your your goal is to like, okay, well, I'll make an event on Facebook. I'll mm-hmm. promote the event as good as I can for 20 people to come. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah.
2: Funny. That's, yeah. That hasn't happened to us yet, but I'm sure it's going <laughs> to. <The, laughs> it's, oh, right. it's
1: so weird, man. Because like, just when you think that you're, that you know what's going on you got to restart that grind.
2: all yeah, over I, don't, again. I don't think that I do know what's going on. It's kind of funny. Cause you're like saying like uh, with the singles and the content and the whatever. So I mentioned earlier, I was like, I asked my buddies, like, you know, some of these management people that are still in it uh, doing it, you know, they're up to date with what's going on now. Cause they have very successful artists. I'm like, what are you doing they're like oh you gotta constantly create content content yep. content, content. Yep. and i'm yep. like okay well what does that mean like do you mean like songs every month well yeah the algorithm and this and that and i'm like i don't know what you're talking about the big like, algorithm yeah the, the <laughs> algorithm for uh, <laughs> Spotify or whatever right. like i'll tell you guys like i i was actually in the process of recording with fred when my bandmates and him got on me because Tokyo Rose wasn't on Spotify and I'm like oh really I I don't know you know like they like we have a page that someone made I don't know and there's like two comp like crappy like songs that we had on comps that are on there but none of our albums are on there so I'm like they're like yeah why don't you put it on I'm like because I don't have Spotify I, I don't I didn't even use it and I'm like they're like you don't have Spotify and I was like no I have no idea I still like download stuff off iTunes and pay for it. And they're like, but, what? It was like, so wild. I'm like, I'm completely clueless. I have since gotten Spotify. <laughs> and Man, I, I was, I was going to say, we're about to have this.
1: to stop. <laughs> we're going to no. have to get you learning today.
2: <laughs> no, I'm on Spotify now and it is really cool. Like you can, there's just everything at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. And like, there are tons of good bands out there for sure. But the whole thing, like, well, release the singles and have content and then they're like you gotta like like you know like we're older and shit and like whatever i'm, I'm you know they're like w-. and i mean again like i'm not making fun of anybody that does this like it's cool like whatever it's just i come from a different like thought process at yeah. a different time you know like uh you know you gotta create content you gotta have videos like of like you know like like videos like what music videos no like it just like you guys like hanging out and like doing silly stuff or like yeah you know uh you know all this stuff and i'm like i'm not doing that (laughs) you gotta make a tiktok or whatever and i'm like i (laughs) don't even have i've never fucking been on tiktok in my life like I I, and again don't change that it's It's nothing against anybody that's on or do change it because it's great yeah it's it's nothing against tiktok or people that use it or anything like that i'm like not into that
0: at all <laughs> sure yeah it's it's tough because i mean i mean Barry, you you know a little bit about but like correct me if i'm wrong i guess but they're like there's no, like, special Spotify algorithm that's, like, if you release a song after a song after a song after a song, that that's going to just, like, eventually get you somewhere. No, no, no. You have to
2: get, they explained it to me. You got to get the plays, pretty much. It's yeah, like, so you have it's to all do. all about the, the pre-save or whatever. And Yeah, I don't
0: pre-saves know. will will be helpful. Mm -hmm. but it's I mean basically as a newer artist it's all about getting on a playlist getting on multiple playlists
1: here's another thing too in the past (coughs) three to four years alone not even so in the past two years I could say no because COVID let's go three we'll we'll do three for safe safety the idea between uh, behind a marketing campaign for a single to be released that has changed even even in the industry of releasing singles the idea behind releasing a single has changed and by that i mean it used to be campaigns promos videos all kinds of things that you would do that had clips of your song in it getting people hyped getting people ready and then six weeks to 12 weeks weeks later dropping the song until somebody explained to me uh 3 years ago that that's not how it works anymore and I was like, well, why doesn't it work that way? Because I would it was like, dude, our numbers aren't doing as great as I thought they'd be. Like, our Instagram likes aren't doing great. And they said, because instant gratification is a fucking thing. Mm-hmm. They started, um, the band uh, is actually my older brother's band, Archers, who's doing really, really well for themselves right now. They started cold dropping shit. They would cold drop a song and do all their promo campaign on the back end. Because they're like, brand new song, here you go. And then instantly you can go look at that song and you can go listen to the song, watch the music video, and then they'll make their videos based off the song and be like, how'd you like it? What'd you think? Here's what we did behind the scenes. And then they have six weeks worth of content. It's insane. And as soon as Spotify drops it, you're like, oh shit, Spotify just let me know that Archer's released a new song. I'm listening to that literally right now because it's on my mind. Mm -hmm. Rather than waiting, oh, I can't wait for, you know, April 2nd. It it doesn't work that way anymore.
0: Big bands can do stuff like that.
1: Sure. Absolutely. And it's, again, yeah. And again, it all depends on, like, what level you're at, what things you're trying new. But it was just, and every way is a way. There's no, like, one solid way. Anybody who thinks there's a solid way has never heard of TikTok. Anybody who thinks there's a solid way has never heard of the touring game. You know what I mean? Like there's all sorts of ways to uh, get discovered. Mm -hmm. Finding yours is important. Like knowing what your audience is, knowing how things work and, and kind of going, would I listen to this if it happened right now? Or would I wait? Like I want to hear shit. But then again, you have established bands like, uh, you know, Angels and Airwaves, who will, you know, release five songs as singles off their album, and then release the other five, and they still have an album. There are all sorts of ways of doing it, you just got to find yours.
2: I, I agree with that, and that's that's the conundrum, trying to find find it, you know, uh, as in brand new band, you know, a little later in life, where you're not as in tune with all these, this stuff that's going on, and nor do I really have the desire to make silly TikTok videos or whatever at this stage in my life to like promote my band or whatever. So.
0: I just think um, I'm super funny. So I like making yeah, some maybe. TikToks,
2: you know, I'm, yeah, a, or, you. I'm just a comedian, you know, yeah. <laughs> you found your but
1: true it, calling TikTok.
2: But it's <laughs> funny. You, you mentioned, you mentioned something about the marketing of how re- uh, albums or whatever you want to call them records these days uh, go. And it's funny because, I, like I mentioned, I was having a conversation with my uh, buddy that is a manager. Um, and he was saying he has a couple people that have gotten major deals off TikTok or whatever. Yep. Basically, that's <laughs> all they had. And he said now that's like the, ma- the major label's um, plan is to basically find a somebody that's blowing up on TikTok. And mm-hmm. from there, take that and just like blow it up. Or whatever, mm-hmm. and I do it. And I was like, "What does that even mean?" Like, like uh, again, it's uh, see, I don't know what it means because it, but, it's um,
0: tough because since you don't have TikTok, there's yes. so many different avenues of TikTok. Yeah. You know, like there is the crap your kids watch, and that you just want to rip your hair out. Sure, <laughs> tons of that, tons of that. But there's also like a huge music scene inside TikTok. Um, uh-huh. and that's like, you know, and one of the things is like onside pop punk, that's what we do, you know. We uh we have TikTok. We've had
1: TikTok stars on this podcast mm-hmm. because they're they're on TikTok because that's where we found them. And right. then we ask them about their life and their story, and they'll tell us some crazy shit, all because of like two videos that they posted that got seen by a million or so people, and
0: just kept going, you know? Yeah, it's like it's insane. The, the TikTok algorithm is probably one of the most successful for just I mean in 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 terms that anybody can go viral or has an opportunity to go mm-hmm. viral. And I mean I've I have a buddy who uh made a video this would be like about kicking snow off his tires. Literally. And that's a, that's his whole channel. It's kicking snow off his tires. And one of those videos got like fourteen thousand views.
1: Wow.
0: <laughs> it's just um yeah, the, I mean that it is worth getting into that game. You don't have to try to be funny. You know, there's tons of different avenues you can take, but it is it is worth it.
1: And what's crazy too is like when you start getting the people from TikTok to
0: your shows, mm-hmm. that's yeah.
1: insane. Meeting t- people from TikTok in real life. That's
0: crazy. With that <laughs> being said, we're gonna take a quick break and we'll be right back. Did you guys know that we have a playlist on Spotify for up and coming new bands? Well, we do, it's called the Unsigned Pop Punk playlist. We update it bi-weekly for up-and-coming bands. There's 45 new tracks on there every other week. Go give it a follow on Spotify save it share it we want to help you discover your favorite new band and also discover new bands in your area that you can go out and see for as little as five dollars for a show so give the playlist to follow on spotify at unsigned pop punk it's as easy as that and
1: welcome back to the podcast today we have sleep cycles back with us chris and now just joining us
3: we have christopher newhart christopher welcome to the podcast thank you for being here thank you so much for having me guys i'm so pumped to uh join very late <laughs>
0: so, see, <laughs> the know- thing is is uh, we were just talking about this during break he is he is early we started early on accident because none of us could look at our calendars properly yep
1: out of the four of us chris christopher is the intellectual but <clears throat> This is going to be confusing, so I'm going to like refer to you as Christopher and the others. How do you guys
3: do it in your band dynamic? How does that work? Is it just like Chris squared? Oh, I don't know, man. That's a good question. Everyone kind of calls me Chris, and I think everyone calls him Paulson. Oh, oh sure.
0: Yeah, gotcha.
3: Is that it, right, Chris?
0: Yeah,
2: that's probably right. <laughs> that's probably right. I don't pay attention, to you guys, what you call me or not. But <laughs> I don't think <laughs> that's, <laughs> probably I, that's probably. That's probably for the I, best. I, that's that's probably what happens. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right so jumping back into this Christopher we have a really cool question so we do our we do our research right we dive we try to get stuff so you are a music video director right I was yeah oh yeah. you were oh damn it so we didn't dive too hard okay so one well, of his
0: website was, looks
3: very impressive oh well so, so now who's lying it's been a minute. I just, I gave up music videos, like, I don't know, two years ago, maybe, something like that. Oh, Not okay. That, but you still direct, that, though. though. Oh, yeah. I just transitioned to, like, documentaries and commercials, and those projects are, like, six to ten months long. And so oh, wow. I, people would be like, yo, let's do a music video. I'm like, I have no time whatsoever, and I, <laughs> I can't really break my, like, creative stride on this to, like, think of something cool. Yeah.
0: So, yeah. Sorry, so I'm currently doing a documentary for Netflix. <laughs> uh. <laughs> That's
1: what a flex, though. Like, can we be honest for a second? Sorry, I can't do music videos. I'm currently working on a documentary that your dad's gonna watch.
3: Yeah, and then people are like, <laughs> Ugh, "Fine, fine." You know Have you done it? Just, like, Have you done one for Netflix know. though? For real? Yeah, yeah. It came yeah. out January first last year, dude. I Promote saw it I wasn't even a liar with Promote my it. goofing. Love yeah, it. it's uh have you guys ever seen the movie Minimalism? Yes. Um so I worked on that. My buddy Matt directed it, who's like one of my good friends. We've been a filmmaker friends for a long time. And then right after Minimalism came out, it kind of like blew up and everyone was watching it and it was we were like, "Holy shit, this is like doing really well." I like colored it and helped one shoot happen, you know. So I barely worked on it, but I was really pumped to work on it cuz it was like blowing up. And then they started making another one called less is now. And they needed like, they wanted someone like to start from the beginning and like shoot it all and like color it. And uh, my production company like came on board to produce it. So we like did that whole thing for like a year, probably. Yeah. It was a while. So anyway, it's called less is now it's on Netflix. You can watch it.
1: That's okay. Bitch. I think I'm cool (laughs) when I say, (laughs) I think it's cool when I say I'm on Spotify and iTunes. Cause like, I'll get like friends are like, oh, you're in a band? Ooh, where can I find you? YouTube? I'm like, no, let me give you the real ones.
3: Yeah. The, if I you were interested in, in what I spent all of last year on, it just it kind of finished coming out, but it was a YouTube show called Gillian Keeves with uh, Shane Gillis. And uh, I spent like the whole year working on that. Basically.
1: Yeah. But but think about it. This bitch is on
0: Netflix. <laughs>
1: like, Well, and YouTube's dope too, man. Yeah, YouTube is fucking dope. That's where Cobra Kai started.
0: But like I know that is the only reason I have YouTube Red. That is it, why I paid for it because I it, was like holy crap Cobra Kai. Actually, you know what?
1: Screw it. Christopher, you're not cool until you work on Cobra Kai.
3: Get on it. Ah, uh, my friends are on that and I'm so jelly. Oh,
1: son of a bitch.
3: So <laughs> I think it's Atlanta. I think they shoot that in like Atlanta. <laughs>
1: <laughs> never mind
3: you're, no, so you're at least
1: you're at least secondhand cool that we have cool.
3: to we have to slow down here because paulson just stepped into the century and, and so chris <laughs> youtube red is a thing you can pay for so that you can watch long form youtube videos with no not comment.
2: interested well, and, and
0: it's also and it's also pain so that you don't have to have ads and stuff. You don't have to pay. You don't have to watch ads. But because I'll tell YouTube you right Red, now, when I'm trying to when I'm trying to watch my good mythical morning, I don't
3: want nothing stopping it. Yeah, like, I, if you're
1: listening, we're looking for
3: sponsors. <laughs> the worst is when you're watching a YouTube video and then you forget that it's not like on any other platform, and you like turn your phone off or put it in your pocket to like keep listening, like a podcast, and then it just stops, and you're like.
1: Oh. Does but when YouTube you pay, red not do
0: that,
3: yeah. No, no, when you pay for YouTube, you can, yeah. When you don't pay for it, and you're like me, you just want the free one, yeah. Don't <sighs> you be just cheap, have to just keep it on it's just worth
0: look, it. How much is it a month, dude? It's not much, it was like maybe 10 bucks.
1: Oh my god, I think, I think, I think YouTube just made money off me today,
0: I dude. It, it's so great, <laughs> you don't ever have to worry about those ads. I love it. <laughs>
1: that's that's crazy.
0: It's so back so to Christopher.
1: Worth Real quick. So we have one more uh, one question for you that, you know, you said that you don't really do music videos a whole lot anymore, Um, but we're going to take you back to the time when you did, because, you know, ultimately this is a music podcast. What is it like working for artists in the behind the scenes capacity? What does that look like? Because, I mean, right now you're in a band. I'm sure you've been in bands before, but what is it like to step on the other side of that
3: and be in the band? Like, no, uh, and, and
1: di- like, direct the music videos. What is it like to take a step away uh, from, like, making the music to the production aspect of it?
3: Sure. Yeah. It's really hard. Um, I, it's funny because, like, uh, I really enjoyed making music videos, but, like, no one had money. You know what I mean? And it was, like, I had Yeah, because we're in a band. Yeah. Like, I had just <laughs> missed the boat on, like, major label money where they were like here's half a million dollars for a video. Were, in my time when I was doing like my 2000 like 10 to 2018 they were like here's 40 50 grand, you know. Maybe if you were lucky you got like 80. But like not much. And so the the problem is that when you go over $5,000 um they just people the band members like the managers just assume it's basically half a million dollars. And so they come up with these like ideas and they're like, why don't we like all fly to like this crazy country and shoot it in like the mountains of Sweden. And you're like, you have five grand and that's just flights. Like, what are you talking about? And so (laughs) it was so frustrating for me um, to try to come up with like concepts that could actually be pulled off for like people's budgets. So it was funny because like when we were doing the 88 video, I just like texted everybody like a Tuesday and was like, "Hey, I want to get some friends together that like I haven't seen in a while in the film world, uh, and we can shoot shit. So why don't we shoot a music video?" And everybody showed up and it was great. But it was also like now I'm back in that perspective of like, well, yeah, we don't have a lot of money, but like if we put a thousand dollars, that's that's a thousand dollars. That's got to be worth something. And then I can like, I was like in the duality of both being like, it's no money at all. We don't have any money. Fuck. And then on the other side being like, Hey, that's a good amount of money that we're putting in for like a music video mm-hmm. or something that doesn't really matter. So we're just doing it for fun.
1: You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah.
3: So you it just, just was it. like a little tense inside. And I was like, I don't know if we should be doing this. <laughs> it's, it's so hard. Cause you know, as on the artist
0: perspective, <clears throat> you know, where you're, you, you don't make money, you pay. Like that's what being in a band is, is you don't, until you get like you know a record label and stuff to back you i mean it, you're just paying to be in a band yeah and, and still, still so, then you're not getting paid because yeah. you're still alone <laughs> and so like i even i i remember so many times being been like having somebody say that they could do a music video for a thousand bucks i'm like that's nice
3: i can't afford that what mm-hmm. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, right 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 but like, like to me someone who's like I'm like, look, I'll just do it. I'm not going to make money. So let's just like have enough money to rent a cool place to play in, you know, and maybe rent a couple lights or something. And then the money's all gone. So like there's even been music videos I've done for friends of mine. It's like, like actually Steven, our guitar player, perfect example. Uh, I did a lot of music for his band before, like when, how I met him. Um, It was called Honest Year and they were really great. And I like really started like loving their band. And then it got to the point where like, they would just come up with, like, their budget, and then once that money was all spent, I would just keep funneling my money into it to just, like, make it cooler and cooler and cooler. Because at that point, like, I'm not making real money, so it had to be great or worth it in order to spend time on it. And if I'm spending time on it, then what's the difference between spending time and money? So that's, like, uh something I try to keep in mind now with the new band when I get a little like, oh, we should do this. And then everybody's like, oh, there. Yeah. And there's a
1: there's a even from the artist's perspective, there's like a a level of I don't want to say advancement or achievement or anything like that, but like it's like level two. You step up because like again for me when I first started a thousand dollars for music video, holy shit, I can't afford that. Now I'm sitting here going, hmm, I want really good quality and my budget is now probably maybe four grand, you know, and that's still a lot of money, but that's That's nothing. (laughs) it's nothing like
3: it, it, it's yeah it's it's nothing so hear the that, they're like four thousand dollars i could probably have a whole cast i could have three or five scenes and you're like what? it's four hundred dollars to feed everybody for one day
1: mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> and i have to feed them and you're forgetting mm-hmm. about food you know yep. So and then
1: location and then what do you want in after effects like how do you want it edited like how much yeah. time do you want me to spend on this outside of shoot day?
3: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So,
1: all right. Well, with that, we're going to move on into our our next segment. This next segment is really fun, and these are questions for both Chris and Chris. Are you guys ready?
2: Mm-hmm. Yes.
1: All right. This section is called <laughs> the obscure questions. Segment. Now you are both going to answer these questions. How, in what order? I don't give a shit. So just answer the questions the way you guys feel led to answer these questions. Okay.
2: All right. Chris Newhart can go
1: first. <laughs> <laughs> ah, if, if ghosts were beyond the shadow of a doubt, confirmed real, and you had to be haunted by one for the rest of your life, what era or year would you want them to be from and why?
3: <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah, oh god, this it's is forever do. till I die,
0: yeah, yeah. It like, I mean, they're not gonna like, I follow. can't exercise them out of my life. In, in no, life. no, they you can't. There's nope, there's no exorcisms, they'll stay in your house. I mean, you can like go to Taco Bell and you know, Bob's not gonna follow, like you.
3: bad haunting me,
0: no, whatever. They, they're, they're just there. haunting, they're just there, they're just there. All
1: right. Think of him as the you know the afterlife roommate.
3: Yeah. Mm, maybe two thousand and i What from if the they're
0: what if they're like robotic, like <laughs>
3: so he can give you insights to score
2: in the market? <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right, Paul said, what about you?
2: All right. Ghosts are gonna haunt me, and I have to pick what what do i have to pick what like what like year
1: from? or era they're from
2: yeah you know like
0: 1800s 1970s wow. you know like what do you want who who do you want to spend uh, uh, life with your yeah you're you're, you're, you're you're who do you want to spend their afterlife with you
2: <laughs> all right um ghosts from the 70s or something that would actually be okay i guess i mean i think uh 70s was disco, right? Mm.
0: I guess. Or was yeah. that 60s? It was, yeah. yeah. 70s. 70s, yeah. 70s yeah. into the 80s. Right? Like, like, boom, man. I can just,
1: <laughs>
3: I can just imagine game. you, like, <laughs> I imagine, like, you wake up. man.
0: <laughs> I
1: imagine you waking up at 3 a.m., just like, why the fuck is a Bee Gees record playing right now?
2: Yeah. I don't know, you people. It I mean, Seems like people were pretty. I don't know, I wasn't alive back then, but I would assume that they're uh just based on what I know now, like they're pretty they're carefree, pretty jealous, fun-loving people. Yeah, uh yeah. pretty nice you people. You see, I would so want someone somebody by someone for the rest of my life. I want them to be nice.
1: Dude, and, I'd want somebody from the 1800s for sure. Because like I'd, you know, it's like they're they're fucking haunting me, right? They're just sitting here like, you know, turning the lights on and off. And I'm like, oh my god, this is spooky. And then I go, Oh, they didn't have electricity, they're just curious. You know, yeah. like, like they're just sitting here, like, why is the faucet running? It's like, oh, they didn't have indoor plumbing, right? No, I get it. No, help yourself. You know what I mean? Just no, see, go, go for it. I would not want somebody from this decade because all I'd get is fucking notes about my Wi-Fi password. Like, what is it now? I'm just like, get, get the fuck off of TikTok, you <laughs> apparition.
0: See, I agree, and see, I, I, I was kind of thinking I'd want like. <sighs> Like a dad from the 80s or something, you know? Like somebody that's not gonna be flipping on the lights, yeah. flipping on the or the water because they're gonna be pissed. They're like, turn off the lights. It's free <laughs> <laughs> you're like,
3: <laughs> like you're gonna get
1: like a random, you're gonna get a random like note in the mirror. Like, I turned off the lights for you while you were gone. This shit doesn't cost like it's not free. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Absolutely. I just saved you five bucks. Those are good. Those are good 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 dancers thanks ghost dad
1: all right next question have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight
2: Mm. i'll answer that first no that's an easy (laughs) one i'm
3: assuming that means doing some shit outside naked nice it's actually just from batman it's
1: from batman but
3: i think that's what it means like do you run around at night naked i think that's what it means yeah again
2: no
1: <laughs> well that's where chris and i differ
3: uh, <laughs> he's like that
0: is actually why we need to end this podcast because that's what my plans were with my three dates yeah winter streaking you guys never done winter streaking.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, look you said you were adventurous on your profile okay
3: <laughs> i i think i i can say that i have Oh, In the sense of, uh, not in the sense of running around naked, but oh. more in the sense of, like, getting into really dubious shit at, like, 3.30 in the morning somewhere. Yeah, but like, who hasn't? Yeah, I don't know. Good people? <laughs> I, no, nobody's special. Wholesome quality kids? <laughs>
0: right. Are there really wholesome quality <laughs> kids? And, Bear, also, I do want to know, since we're both from, you know, in the Midwest, have you ever done uh, <laughs> winter, winter, streaking? winter streaking?
1: Yes absolutely i have nice yeah I, Like, come on
0: <laughs> i have not however i'd wanted to share that one time um me and uh me and the band we had set up this was a long time ago gosh fucking like 2008 maybe not 2007 and uh we we set up a a pool um dodgeball tournament at a hotel like i mean we just ran in there we had gym socks we had our sweat bands all that stuff, and we ran into the pool uh-huh. and we just started like going real ham playing dodgeball super intense in the pool and then when we were done we decided to get out and go run around um the the downtown area there you go soaking wet yeah which was this man very mischievous it was really stupid because i i think half of us caught pneumonia well Uh, you know those are the prices you pay for greatness Um, yes (laughs) it's true and i mean my sweatband was very majestic
1: well there you go there you go all right you guys ready for the last question of the segment oh yeah all right here we go on a scale from one to a hundred what are the chances that you wouldn't burn your mouth on the first bite of a hot pocket
0: this is, this is testing
3: your willpower to wait. I think this oh. is testing my grammar comprehension. That's fair. What are the chances I wouldn't burn my? I feel like I'm lost in that question.
0: <laughs> wait, what? Okay, so how? If how likely pocket,
1: are yeah. you to burn your mouth on the first bite of a how hot? Likely.
3: Pocket? Oh, okay. Yeah. Sound like you were saying how likely would I not? And I was like, I don't know how to answer. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think I'm. I think I'm a very impatient person, and so I most likely don't have the, the capacity to wait for something to cool so down. So there's
1: a good ninety nine percent chance you're going to burn your mouth on the first bite of a hot bucket? I'd say so. Yeah. All right, Paulson, your turn.
2: Uh, I'm the opposite. I, I oh. would say being generous, maybe twenty five percent. Nice. I'm definitely wow. not burning. I'm very not burning patient. My, See, this yeah, is yeah. a man.
1: This is a man who enjoys. The flavor of a hot pocket, <laughs> not the necessity of a hot pocket, you know?
2: Cause, right, Because
1: right. Christopher is a man that eats hot pockets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well that
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> well, in this scenario, you do, and I appreciate it. So Christopher's over here, like, I only need the first bite. That's all that's all the taste I'm gonna need for now and the next fucking week. You got you got Paulson over here just like, no, I'm gonna enjoy my time. I bet this, I bet this bitch waits for pizza
3: rolls. You know what I mean? Like, I can't wait for freaking anything, like <laughs> seriously. I love food. I'm addicted to food. I can't stop eating food all the time. I love it. Bear, and so when you're pulling something out of the oven and I'm looking at it, I'm immediately like, I should put it on a plate right now.
0: <laughs> I should just fucking eat it. So yeah. Bear, are
3: you, are you a mouth burner? It depends
1: on what I'm eating, but when it comes to hot boxes and pizza rolls, I'm a mouth burner. But when it comes so, to hot
0: cocoa? No. So I let mean- me let me tell you, you this is I have I would say I'm 50% and the realism of that is that over time, I have gotten to the point to, like, I'm kind of a weird guy, and I don't mind if it's a little cool. Like, not cool, but, like, it could be borderline cold. I don't, like, there are, is a good chance that I will not microwave it long enough. And mm-hmm. I'll just go, yep, eh, good enough. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I think
3: it's, it's not a exactly- patient. It, are your hot pockets getting stuck to the paper towels in the microwave? Because that is 100%, yes, every time. Paper towels. Yeah. Because <gasps> I microwave mine, because again, I don't have patience to. Preheat. No, no, I'm lost. Oh, yeah, on paper I microwave this too,
0: but you don't use like a, just a plate?
3: I put it on a plate, but I wrap a little paper towel around it or something like that. So
1: this man is bougie. What the fuck? <laughs> like, Keeps it this, from drying out.
3: Dude, this guy's like, and you take the paper towel. towel like, you wet one of the corners, you roll it into itself, it becomes sort of damp, then you run the, the damp towel, paper towel over top of your food, and it prevents when you microwave anything that's dough from hardening. Whoa. Like pizza crust gets really hard when you microwave it, right? And it's like chewy. So if you wrap the crust in like a damp paper towel, it stays like when you first got it. My so, friend, okay.
1: you are a danger. Told man. you, I love so, food. So I'm fucking so addicted. bear,
0: so <laughs> so bear, we. You are completely wrong. He's not <laughs> bougie. He's a
2: fucking game changer.
1: He, yes, he's he's so far past. Anyway. You guys didn't
2: really like comprehend or understand the level of sophistication that you're gonna encounter when you're talking with this new heart i didn't i didn't
0: <laughs> think i didn't think we were gonna be fucking going
3: science on this episode really. i love it
1: okay, <laughs> but like but Guys, like paulson, I literally
3: i talk about these things at practice and everyone's
1: <laughs> so wait what paulson like what's one like what's like one thing that like you that you do that's like mind mind blowing do, do you have one
2: uh I don't know. I know. I don't, I'm just putting you on the not spot. That I like, think is, not, not that I think is mind-blowing. Someone else might think it's weird or something like that. But, yeah. I mean, I don't even think what Chris Newhart just described as mind-blowing. But oh, you, I guess I'm a hard- a you, lot you of too pretentious <laughs> fuck. Uh, you- Chris will tell I, Excuse you, me
1: like, for being an uncultured swine out here in Wisconsin.
2: <laughs> well, it's just like Newhart will t- attest to this. And, like, my other bandmates will as well. It's like, I'm kind of just like, you know, I don't get like overly um, excited or, you know, I don't know how to describe it. It's just like, you know, they'll tell me something, you know, not so much about Hotbox or whatever, but anything. I'm just like, oh, cool, whatever. You know, like there's
0: mm.
2: <laughs> there's nothing like extraordinary about it. <laughs> to just me. a
0: hard person yeah. to please, huh? <laughs> I, I guess. I don't know. Or to impress, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's well,
1: it. That's because Chris has also been there and done it. You know what I
0: mean? Like he's like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. I've seen, I, I did the all, paper towel trick. He, uh, I just don't yeah. freaking care anymore.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, the problem is that like people like me knows that, that there are like these amazing, wonderful things that exist in the universe. And that, that those things, like seeing the Grand Canyon and seeing the Great Pyramids and like standing at the bottom of like the Liberty Bell, like these great, unbelievable things that make and, you like, feel so many things those things exist but when they're not in front of me whatever is happening that's interesting is the most interesting thing going on <laughs> all, of,
0: all of those things Chris exist doesn't that way. for he you doesn't to eat
3: this, a hot pocket this. in front so of So my him. conversation is a level 0.1 percent interesting compared
2: to the things that he's done and seen <laughs> no that's not true <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I think that's a pretty great uh, way to move on to our final segment. Are you guys ready?
2: Mm -hmm. Ready. All right.
1: Pat,
0: this one's yours, bitch. Absolutely. So this is our rapid fire question segment. It's along the same lines. It's funny. Uh, But what we want you to do is just speak from the heart, shoot from the hip. Don't think about it. Just answer. First thing you get, just answer it. Okay, you guys ready? Ready. All right. Pizza or tacos? Pizza. Okay. Saved by the Bell or Boy Meets World? Saved by the Bell. Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Street Fighter. I can't hear you, Christopher. Street Fighter. There you are. <laughs> oh, there it is. There you are. Dogs
2: or cats? Dogs. I know he's <laughs> gonna say cat.
0: <laughs> Dogs and cats. Pudding or Jello? Jello.
3: Ooh. Oh
0: they're gonna fight after this. Yeah uh, are.
3: are you a day you or night I'm person? 50 pounds overweight, over Chris's weight. <laughs> what did he say? I said, can you tell I'm 50 pounds more than how much you
2: weigh? <laughs> uh-huh.
3: put it? Oh yeah. <laughs>
0: uh are you a day or night person?
3: Night.
0: Night. Okay, last question. This one's the most important. fallout up boy or my chemical romance?
2: My chem. Oh boy, I actually kind of have to think. I know I'm not allowed to think about it. but
0: Okay. It's okay.
2: This I'm going to go with my chem. I'm going to say my chem.
0: You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the right answer.
2: That's the right answer. Good job. They're from they're Jersey. They're from Jersey. So, I mean. Yeah. yeah. Well,
1: that's well, you it. you guys did it. You made it through. Yes. Congratulations, Christopher. You made it. You you made it just in time.
2: You made it through <laughs> For half.
1: For us to talk about fucking hot pockets.
3: The oddest questions I've ever answered on the music. Right? <laughs> what do you think about hot pockets?
0: Yeah, <laughs> actually, the, the,
1: the, <laughs> there is one question that we'd like to ask you before we before we wrap this up, okay. um, and bo- we want both of you guys to answer this. But uh, what is one piece of advice when it comes to the music industry? Not just hot pockets, because I am taking that home and I am right. using <laughs> that for the rest of my fucking life. What is one piece? Of advice that you wish you had had earlier in life
2: that you can
3: give to bands that are starting out
2: right now? Mm.
3: Good question. Um, one piece of advice that I would give to bands starting out right now would be, um, invest in learning how to like demo songs, invest time or money in learning how to like sit on your computer and demo songs out because, Uh, We didn't do that at first. And so we had to wait for practice to see if an idea even sounded good or if anyone even cared about it. And now we are just like constantly sending demos to each other because we started all like learning how to do it. So it makes it way, way, way easier to just get really quick feedback loops and like, um, you know, see if what you're writing actually is any good. Hmm. Paulson,
1: your turn.
2: Good answer. So, what is it? What advice I would give to like a new band, or or kids that are starting a new band now?
1: Any anybody that's like starting a new band, what's one piece of advice you can give them that you wish you'd gotten earlier?
2: Well, I can answer. It's I'll kind of answer it. <laughs> like um, the advice that I would give would be people that are just starting out, you know, um, to make sure that they um take advantage of any opportunity that comes along their way um and what i mean by that is obviously everybody's going to take advantage of like you know um you know thinking like oh you want to open this show or or you know Sure, sure or something like that obviously you know but what i what i mean by it is like um you know As, you know, obviously a band is made up of individuals, right? And, you know, not always, are they always on the same page? Uh, A lot of times they're not, you know, and what I mean by that is like, they might have different goals or different methods, or, you know, they're into different kinds of music, they have different vision artistically for the band or whatever else like that. So all I mean by that is, and again, it's kind of like a weird answer to the question because you're asking it from like a band perspective. Um answering it from like an individual perspective so I don't mean to say like oh well just like you know don't take your band seriously all I'm saying is just like take yourself seriously any opportunities that come along while you're starting out or even when you're you know playing or whatever like you have to seize those opportunities for you and like to follow like what you want to do artistically and musically and sometimes they they don't jive with the band you're in, and sometimes they do. Like, luckily for us, like they do, you know. And like, we're all at a point where like it's great because everybody's on the same page. We all get along. We all see, have the same vision for our band. But back in my younger days, you know, that wasn't the case. And sometimes I look back on those times and I was like, oh well, you know, maybe I should have like not stayed in that band for so long, or you know, yeah. these guys wanted me to play in their band or something like that. Maybe I should have explored that option or something like that. You know, looking back on it now, it's like, you know, I'm happy with what I did. I'm proud of what I accomplished, but, you know, we weren't always on the same page. And, you know, anybody that is in a band knows that you're not always going to be on the same page or in a band or anything, any sort of like working relationship or whatever. But it's what I'm talking about is when the differences become, you know, more greater than, you know the similarities and then you're like okay well maybe this isn't you know the right situation so i think like that's the advice i would give is like always keep that in mind make sure that you're you know doing things your way the way you want the way you want them to be and if they're not turning out that way you know keep your eyes open for like other like-minded people that like want to do the same thing that you want to do
1: well that makes that makes perfect sense i've been there i've been there with one of my first bands I've been there with the, my second band. You know, it's it happens, and that's okay. And it's okay to let, learn to let things go. And uh, as Chris, uh, Chris Paulson was saying, be open to new opportunities. Guys, is there anything else that you'd like to add to this podcast before we say goodbye?
3: Yeah. Um, well, obviously, anyone who's listening, I would love it if they could uh, go check out our band on Spotify or YouTube. Absolutely. Plug uh, that's
0: what plug, we want you we want for you. Plug, plug your band, it. plug yeah. your so your brand, whatever you guys got going on. Let us know what's website. next.
3: It's uh sleepcyclesmusic.com. And basically everything on there is you know pretty easy to navigate. But we're also at sleep cycles pa for all social media. Give us a follow, uh hop on our YouTube, give us a subscribe. you know, subscribe to it. Um we're gonna be putting some stuff out in the next couple of months for everyone to enjoy. Um, go check out our music video, the 88. All right, guys. Thank you guys so much for coming on to this podcast. This has been a, where did all my
1: friends go? A podcast about life in the music industry. And today a podcast about how to make hot pockets just better. Um,
0: <laughs> I guess, I guess
1: we'll see you next week.